Welcome to the voice of St. Anthony Parish from Alston, Massachusetts, right here on Substack. And you're going to hear the Sunday homily. By the way, this is not being aired on the radio because of the dynamics of having Christmas on Sunday. So you guys are hearing the homily that only the people who are actual who are actually at the Sunday morning mass heard. Now, just as a quick note, so you're aware of this, sometimes I'll give my homily at the four o'clock p.m. mass the day before, and I don't like the way it comes out, so I'll tweak it a bit and give it Sunday morning. So actually, the homily you're going to hear this morning is a little bit tweaked from what I originally put together. And if you notice, sometimes there's a couple details you go, you missed a detail there, and I apologize for that. That's part of me doing the early morning tweaking but in any case if you listen to the program if you listen to the homily and you get something out of it which i'm sure you will then you recognize also the focus we're going to have this year deepening our understanding of what it means to be a catholic i always move away from it's nothing but a moral code which is not it is a whole different understanding and that is actually, which I'm going to encourage you to do, the gospel of today, the prologue of John, which is a whole different understanding of who we are. So listen to what the homily was. If you want to read the prologue of John, which is the first chapter of John, the gospel, uh, beforehand or even afterwards to understand it in a different way, feel free. But here we go to the 10 o'clock a.m. mass from Christmas morning at St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. I may have told you the story before, but many years ago, back when I was working for the Globe, I was a janitor, but I was working for the Globe, and that was back when it was the Boston Globe as it was run by the Taylors, not what followed afterwards. And um, a friend of mine drove me home. He came from Weymouth. I came from Weymouth. And so I get into his car, and I'm about a mile down the road. Now, I get into his car at night about a mile down the road, and suddenly I realized I had a seatbelt on. Back then, seatbelts were, in a sense, wearing them was optional. Um, so I had a seatbelt on. And I'm like, I have a seatbelt on. I remember putting this on. And he says, you didn't. He says, it's automatically designed that when you get into the car, the seatbelt is already there. It was later found that they stopped doing that because, unfortunately, when you get into an accident, the door opened and the seatbelt became completely useless. So, anyway. But there it was. Now, the following day, I went to get into the car, and it was daytime, so I could see the seatbelt, and I couldn't get into the car because I didn't know how to do it. When I walked in the first time, or I got into the car the first time, I couldn't see the seatbelt, so I just got into the car as I normally did. But that became such a major distraction for me I couldn't figure out how to get in the car. And he kept saying to me, just get in the car. Just get, I says, I can't, what this? And then finally I figured out if I close my eyes, I just get in and that's what happened. Now, there's a reason why I tell you that story. Because one of the questions that we can ask when it comes to Christmas is why did Jesus appear as one who is poor and why did he have a ministry a lot of it calling people to focus on the poor. Now, first of all, we have to understand what the word poor means. Doesn't necessarily mean without finances, it means without power. And you can see that Jesus really uh, wrangled the people who had power. 
he really gave them such a hard time that three times they tried to kill him. The third time succeeded. The first time is when he was first born. Herod called for the killing of all male children in the area who were two years and under, and he and John the Baptist escaped. The second time was when he was beginning his ministry and was speaking to his synagogue and he said to the people, you know, you're really expecting me to be who I am not and therefore there's nothing I'm going to do for you and they get so upset they try to throw him over a cliff and the third time, of course, was on the cross. But one of the questions when we look at that and that kind of tells us why was his focus on the poor and his answer comes in very easily when we think of something he says, where he calls people to be like, um, how's he put it? He puts it, uh, blessed are those who are the childlike for, uh, how does it go? Now I forgot the but childlike for they are learning more than the wise and the clever. You see, when the people were challenged by Jesus' power, they resisted what he had to say. And even though we understand this powerful message he had to say, they were like me trying to get into that car. They didn't fully understand, and so there was all this resistance saying, no, don't, don't do this. And I was completely confused. It was, it's him speaking in these very simple, powerful words that those who are most within the power to uh, become like a distraction and they don't understand the message. But what is the message? And it's the same principle that goes on today. If we look at today's gospel, we see these powerful words where Jesus came to give us life. And this life is what shines. He is the light that shines into the darkness that gives us something beyond our expectation and our understanding. And that's literally what we believe in. Follow the Lord and he will lead you into what was beyond your understanding and beyond your comprehension. And that's what we're constantly learning. But if we put all these distractions up in the way, or those who put all the distractions up in the way, will not be able to understand it. And that's what happened with those who resisted Jesus. Herod was more concerned with his power than understanding that a savior had come. And remember, the people who approached him, the three kings, or the magi actually, who approached him with those words and said they were reading the scriptures, uh, their own things, but they're also reading the scriptures, and everyone read the scriptures, and they said, yes, this is absolutely true, and Herod was so lost in his own desire for power, he said, I'm not going to listen to that. I am distracted. I want him dead, and that's what he did, and then we hear the story of the people in his own town who were so uh, lost in, hey, this is one of us. We don't understand how this could happen, and so they missed his whole message, and then, of course, we see at the end the Pharisees who were so afraid that if they didn't get rid of Jesus, the Romans would do it for them and them as well, and so they decided to get rid of Jesus, and in that, they were totally distracted. But he knew that if he brought his message first to a bunch of poor fishermen, they wouldn't have anything to resist. They wouldn't have anything to say, I don't know if I really, you know, I've been listening to this, but, but, but no. 
they would listen, they would see the signs, and they would start to realize that there was something with him. But even then they didn't understand until many years after his resurrection, which is when John is written, that they started to realize this isn't just about, hey, let's be good and things will go well. This isn't just about, hey, let us uh, come to uh, be more faithful in our gospel. This is about if we follow Christ, we will just discover life beyond which we have ever experienced in all eternity. And therefore, that is what he is all about. And that is why we listen. Now, that's his also message to us in coming as one who is poor and coming to the poor is get rid of all the distractions and listen to the message. This message is so powerful that exorcists tell us that this is uh, um, this prologue of John is the most hated passage in the Bible by the devil. That's, I'm not an exorcist, but that's what they say. It is so powerful because what does it promise? It promises life and it promises the light that will shine into the darkness. And so if we listen to those words and we hear this message and we act on this message, we will see some powerful words in truth and we will come to understand a truth that is beyond everything that we can find anywhere else. We are living in an interesting time. That's pretty obvious. And we've been through some interesting times as well. However, there is a growing movement in the world. It's actually based also in this country. That should surprise nobody. But anyway, and it is a teaching that there is no God or God is dead. Jesus never existed. And now you and I have the power to become gods through technology. If that sounds familiar, that is literally the, uh, literally the temptation in the, in the book of Genesis. And that's the message of today. People are saying, we don't want to hear what he has to say. We have our own technology now, and we can become gods. And the answer is, what kind of gods can you possibly become? Certainly not anything that would deliver the message that Jesus delivers to us life beyond our comprehension. And that's the message. And he comes to the people who cannot become gods, who cannot use technology to become gods because they don't have the power. And he comes to the people throughout history who say, Let's, what, the, what is this message? We want to hear it because nothing else we know will work for us. But we know Christ will give us words that lead us to the truth, the truth that will set us free and lead us into eternal life. If you would like to support our program, please consider a donation to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. There are several ways to consider this. One is to purchase any of our merchandise, which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. There are coffee mugs there. There's also my latest book, Encounter Christ in Your Humanity, all of which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. You can also donate to the show directly through either the Donate tab, also at CatholicAudioMedia.com, or by sending a donation through the U.S. Postal Service with your questions and comments at 
43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. That's St. Anthony Parish, 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. Finally, the best way you can support our parish is to attend Mass on Sundays at 10 o'clock and be a part of our parish. We thank you for any support you would like to give to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts, the sponsoring parish for this media outreach to Catholics and other Christians in the WROL, WEZE, and podcast listening audience. In Cristo vivimos.